he kept pulling the string back like like well the best part was he the, was the cat you were the cat and the string was in the middle you like, well no, no, the best part was when he had to hang up because his wife was walking in that was the so best fucking part. Did I tell you that there's this... So, I would love to get this guy for phone sex. This guy messaged me on, on Grindr. He, um... This is actually really funny. He, um... Has this fantasy... Oh, wait. The music. Oh. No, music. I just oh, okay. pulling it down a little. Okay. I hear you better. So, this guy has this fantasy. And I, and this is, like, so sick and twisted. But, like, I think it would just be the fucking funniest shit. He has this fantasy. He's married to a woman. He has two sons. And he has this fantasy of fucking his son. But like, let me let me explain the fantasy because this guy messaged me the fantasy. Um, he said that like he, he, his fantasy was that like he would would be like downstairs and like his like son would be like playing with his Legos and like his the, like the Lego would like be near his ass and he's like don't put Legos near your ass like that's dangerous. <laughs> and then like and he's like don't put Legos near your ass you know that's your hoo ha right. And then like the, and then the son's like sorry dad. He walks downstairs, and then after he walks downstairs, he goes back up to check again, and he's like, you put the Lego near your ass, you know what I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to spank you, and then, you know, and then the kid's like, no, not a spanking, and he's like, well, mother would do worse, and then he, like, ends up, like, you know, fucking me or something. He ends up coming all over my face, I get it, that's yeah, what like mother would like every mother, child. That's, yeah, that's like what happens, so, every so sort I, of, so like, I will, I will admit, to me, the best ones are the ones that are just fucked up. Like, like to me, the best thing about the that was that it was so detailed, and he has a wife. Yeah. That was the best part. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm just gonna say um, the world is amazing. And the world it takes is amazing. All different kinds to make it go around, and I like to liken it to. There used to be stores back in the day where they had these like things where there were pins and you'd put your hand in the pins and it would all show up and be like, oh, look, that looks like my hand and that's so weird. And so that is like your life and the world. And in the, anyway, it's, it's, it's too difficult. Your, your life is a tiny sphere that has all these weird things around it and you roll around with other people's and spheres and none of it's meaningful and life is falling apart. No, what is life real? Is meaningful. Ah! Life is amazing because life has fun sex. You're so, so pretty. But here's the thing. Everyone is pretty in phone sex. Whether, no matter your physical representation, your mental representation, which I believe in, like, I don't even, oh, physical constructs is everything. Emotional constructs is everything. Like, 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 spiritual constructs is everything. What if we melted them all together and then they were a thing? And then it wouldn't matter if you were fat or thin or whatever and weird or tall or short or whatever. So we may have one more caller. Yeah, call but it. like this guy would be so good cuz mm. anyway, point We me. need someone to come tonight. No one's come tonight. Nobody's just tonight. Past two nights. Past two times. We and it's 11:11 and this is like the only wish that I want. 11:11, my wish 
11 11 my wish is for somebody co- to come because nobody has been able to come 11 11 so that's all a boy wants is just to have somebody come just at 11 11 11 <laughs> All right. Come on, well, call in. So we have. So let's just see if, like, let's just see. Let's just see if, like, um. And by the way, Pam, not to like brag or makes this like a competition, but does anybody else have podcasts where pe- this many people have called in? No, you actually have the number one call any <gasps> thus far. Wait, what about number of listeners? I don't know yet. I have to look at the thing. Okay. I'll look at it. I'll look at it soon. Um, because for before the monthly uh, meeting, I was going to say competition, but that word is meaning. Uh, I always print out the things and everybody goes, oh, look at the numbers, blah, blah, blah. If your numbers aren't huge, that's because people are dumb. And well, it's because it hasn't launched yet. That's why. And we you we're have still- the best idea of all ideas. That's true. Ah. Well, so I think what we're going to do is, I don't think this guy's going to call in. So I think what we'll do is we'll just save him for next time. Cool. And I think what we'll do is we'll probably just wrap up uh, this episode. Cool. And um, it's been, this is, honestly, this is actually my favorite episode. You're a gem. You are a fucking gem. Oh, Ooh, it just stopped. Well, again, it's that was. porno. Yep. Mm. And that was. Uh, meow, meow, This meow. was episode three. Of uh, free phone sex, pilot, workshopping, the flow and stuff. And um, thank you so much for listening. And we cannot wait to present you episode four. I'm I'm really, uh, I have to pee my pants right now. So I'm like, oh, I wish I could have peed him on. I, I mean, I would have peed him on air. Like we could get the sound of him, you know, like uh, of me peeing my pants. I'd be so down with that. But I mean, being here at the station, I need to have some sort of tray or something to pee in at the end of it. I agree. I, I need a catheter ASAP. I have a lot of, um, so wait, um, I'm, a little, I'm a little scared. So like, when does your sex, I didn't want to ask that guy on the show. When does your sex drive go away? Cause I feel like 80 <gasps> as a woman or as a man, both. Okay. So as a man, the answer like to that like is 60. never, Are you, you but that guy, men, but that guy said he, he couldn't come, but your ball sacks and they're they're little spermicide duty dudes. Spermicide is what kills them, but the sperms, they come out to you die, dudes. Like, you, well, like, can, be, that you said- can be Hugh Hefner. You can be 89, and you can fucking ejaculate into a 26-year-old, and you can make a baby. Baby Hef. That's real. But, like, he's not—but you're—are you horny at 80? Yeah, I think that dudes are horny forever. Why wouldn't they be? Because like the guy like, on the podcast just told me he wasn't horny at eighty six. Well, then he's only horny when he's horny, and they need it once a, through every three months, and they need dudes' balls in their face and gotta lick them and suck them. <laughs> or in his in his case, you had to lick and suck his, but like he's definitely thinking about balls i think a lot about side scrot i think about it all the time Hmm. and i i do and because only because i mean my boyfriend doesn't shower as much as many should which is why i'm not all down to putting his 
balls in my mouth. Yep. Just the same way that like he was like, and even today he's like, can I go down? And he was like, I haven't showered in two days, darling. I don't need you to do the biz. Like, if yep. I come out of the shower and you want to do the biz, fucking do the biz. Get down, <laughs> and I will too. But I mean, seriously. I don't shower a lot because I'm trying to lower my carbon footprint. And, like, also, I don't know. I wash my hair every four days because it's long. So oh, you need whatever. to wash your hair, yeah. Like, I, I wash it every four days, but I don't... I, you can't, I mean, you can't eat pussy every day. Do you, you know cannot. what I mean? Like, there's four days you can eat it. It's, it just, but I feel like it's like every other delicious thing you can eat. Who eats apple pie every day? Nay. Like, you have apple pie once a week. You pick it up. Or you put it. And you can have apple pie, I guess, when you're old. As, like, when yeah, you're, like, 86. Sure. Yeah, or, it's just like I guess I just think about future Fred. I'm like, am I gonna be like the 86 year old who like can't, who's gonna call into a phone sex line and not be able to come? You're gonna move to Rome and uh, Athens, Greece, where okay. like they eat so many sausages wrapped in pastry. You are so ready. You're fine. Good. I, I just don't want to lose my sex drive. That's what I'm You're going to be around men wrapped in pastry. You're the hottest. They That's are eating pastry. You are the pastry. All right, You're good. fine. I just want I just want to keep my boners. That's all I want. Mykonos. Agreed. Mykonos. That's where I'm going. Yeah, and... Mykonos. That's every summer. You could just live. You could actually have a whole life built just in the Mykonos time. I agree. And Mykonos. Oh wow. Well, anyway, well, thank you so much for listening. And this was episode three, and we cannot wait to deliver you episode four. And he's so pretty. If you haven't (laughs) gone to he's so pretty fredscarf.com. I don't know what you're. I don't know. What you're it's gonna be like freephonesex.com. I haven't figured out the domain, but right. you're gonna it's you're not, gonna get the so visuals. Pretty Fred Scarf. Hey, Pam's very a, pretty too. She and she's an nice, old lady, and she is, but she is a nice he's ass. Young. Thank you. He's young man. He's <laughs> so pretty. Yeah, we're we're both pretty. That's why we make a good team. <laughs> you're, you're too kind. All right, we have to well, figure it out. Thank you, thank you for listening, and we will uh, listen, uh, deliver more good sex stuff, and make somebody come next week. Yay! Take care. They'll come next week. Bye now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website www.mutinyradio.fm for more details.
Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all, classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. 
and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Bamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. 
And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for Everyday Conversations on Race with Everyday People. With Simma Lieberman, Everyday People, talking about race every week. Different Everyday People, talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate, it'll heal ya. Then... At noon, stick around. Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view. Talking about all things from his perspective. Then, on Thursdays, from 8 to 10, it's time for Beyond Your Comprehension with Clem. Exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also, the IC Podcast. That's the Imprint City Podcast. Coming soon. MutinyRadio.fm. New shows. You can have one, too. Contact director at MutinyRadio.fm. To find out more details, check us out at MutinyRadio.fm. Might call it in San Francisco. Coffee, hang on, Carl. Sounds great. That was oh. a good theme song. 
Oh, that was a, some good theme song. <laughs> that theme song is courtesy of Carl. Carl, thanks for the courtesy. Ah, gracias, gracias to you, my friend. Carl, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With, with Spiegelman and Carl. Welcome, listeners. Uh, you might be listening to us live as we broadcast live every Sunday, 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, on muniradio.fm. You can find our podcast drops every Sunday afternoon unless there's something it horrible. It drops? Yeah. <laughs> it drops on the street. Uh, We're so cool. I used the verb right. Yeah, I'm like uh, get shorty. Uh, I'm like the musical, the be cool, the sequel. So you can uh, go to iTunes. You can go to MutinyRadio.fm and look for us. We are listed by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. And if you use those initials, you can find us on Twitter and our own YouTube channel. But go to our blog spot. Okay, you got a pencil? Let's watch a full-length movie on youtube.blogspot.com. And that's our... We rap about we rap about movies. We talk about the films we see, and you can. The idea of this podcast is that we're going to watch a movie on YouTube with you, uh, and we want you to watch it and listen to this podcast at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And these are movies that I've read about or I knew about, and I never had the opportunity to see them, but now they're on YouTube, so we can all see them. We don't have to read about them. I'm with the concept. Carl, what's the movie today? This movie is so great. This movie is Joysticks, and it's 1983. Uh. It is, in your search engine, you'll, in YouTube, you'll put in no space, J-O-Y-S-T-I-C-K, 1983. Do you spell Joysticks with a space, Carl? Is it an open compound word for you? I would spell Joystick six with a space, yes, but, but, but this movie did not. They, they didn't have time for a space. <laughs> All right. There was a working title to this film, something really dumb. I'll find it in my notes. All right. So uh, which channel? Here it uh, is. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. No, please. Video please. Madness. That was the working title. When they were shooting it, they were like, we're doing Video Madness. All right, Video Madness. Come on. Video Madness, take two. <laughs> but then they sounded like some better. bad SCTV uh, sketch from like two, quarter to two in the morning. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> well, how, how will people know this is about guys' penises? So uh, <laughs> this movie is hosted on which channel? Okay, so there's two choices. When you search for um, joysticks, no space, 1983, you will come up first with um, something. It's it, The uploader is Glyph Switson, G-L-I-S-S. I can't make this up. S-W-I-T-S-O-N. Glyph and Glitson. But there's a better version. Not so much better. So if you want to stick with this one, it's fine. It's it's like four or five down, and it's B H O O P U. That's the uploader. B H O O P U. Let me find that. D H. Bahupu. D H. Wait a minute. It's um. Uh, it's boy house octopus octopus penis umbrella. 
<laughs> like nobody's ever seen a penis umbrella before. Oh, I, I use a penis umbrella. It's like a drink. You take a little cocktail drink umbrella and you just stick it right in your, your pee-pee hole. It's, it's not painful at all. You know, I don't no, see this version. I see a version for, that's been viewed two golf? million times, and it's Don Vinci. I don't you see, see a different version? What is it called? Uh, Dono Vinci. Okay, Two um, times. I don't have experience with that one. Okay, no, so let's let's do your version. Go ahead and spell the channel on. We're going to type it in. Okay, I think the better one is B-H-O-O-T-U. Boy, couch, yeah. octopus, octopus, pussy, undressing. All right, <laughs> I'm going to go search for that. Uh, H-O-O-P-U. All right, hang on, I got it. It's clearly Hindu, Hindi. All right. Poo-poo, I see one subscriber, one video. Um, it says 4,001 views, correct? Well, I'm looking. <laughs> right, hang on, let me try this one. Okay. That's the welcome video. Am I close? Uh, I, I don't yeah, joystick. Okay. I see joystick. Joystick right. comedy joystick, full movie. Joystick comedy full movie. Okay, all right. So there we go. So I, I, okay, I don't not plural audience. Sorry, I got gotcha. you. All right. So this version we're not seeing it's not plural. It's not the version that's been viewed two million times, but it is a version. Right. So go click on that and click pause. Right when you see the star, uh, the the sunny clouds, meaning another quality movie is coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. Quality movie with clouds, blue clouds. Okay. So we got joystick comedy full movie in 2017. This is courtesy of the channel Boop uh, Poo B H O O P U. Yeah. Wow. With boy helped octopus octopus pussy underground. Uh, pussy underground better. That's better. Pussy underwear. That's better. I'm killing it. Uh, all right, so we're going to go play. Do you, do you need to do the computer now, Paul? Let's tweet that out. Uh, I don't need to do it. All right, so why don't we have Paul do the countdown for us? Oh, Paul's here. Great. Hey, Paul. Carl, what's happening, buddy? Hey, what's happening, my man? All right, here we go, folks. Get your finger a hovering. and want to do a countdown from three, two, one, play. That's perfect. He's great, isn't he? He has a radio voice, it's the thing. Yeah, he has a voice for radio. <laughs> How much is he, is he expensive? Uh... Uh, so we're watching Donovici. See, Donovici was the other channel. Too. They just took the other, the uh, posting from the other channel. The other channel goes straight into the video game. It doesn't do all this. Uh, oh, this is very important. Experience. Look, a roll of film could look like an F and a J. Jensen Farley Pictures. Jensen Farley. Boss called me by my first name. Farley. Farley. Jensen's got too Farley. All right, pole position. I recognize this game. Right away, I have to tell you, especially the audience, all these games are real. It's not yeah. some movie bullshit. That's yeah. one of the great things about this film. You're going to see Pac-Man and That's Super Moon Patrol. We're watching Moon Patrol right now. It's a real. Video Don game. Baker. Oh, uh, that's Galaxian. That is uh, the one with the crazy joystick. Oh, so now, look to... at her hair, okay. Mike. Yes. She is, I mean, 19, late 1970s was yesterday to this year, right? Right, so 83. I'll, I'll accept that. 
she is a leftover, even though she's a young Tender. one. That hair, that attitude. Uh, uh, um, workout clothes are on, right? Right. She's the wrong 70s for this movie. This is 83. Well, she's a California girl, centipede. Bingo. You know, so that's... It was shot all in L.A., by the way. Yeah, so, you know, Carl, I read a lot about this movie, too. I, I saw the poster in 1983 at the our movie house in Montclair, New Jersey. The Wellmont uh-huh. showing it. And it has a very famous movie poster where it's these two women who are, look like this woman right now. And they're, yes. they're grabbing the joysticks of a video arcade machine. And unbeknownst to them, in the change booth, there's a little guy sticking his head out <laughs> looking at their muffs. Dorfa. Dorfa. You know what? This movie should be gay. Right? Joysticks. <laughs> and then instead of these two women in shorts, they'll just be these guys with big cocks. And the guy's like glory hole, like length anyway. In that poster, <laughs> it's backwards glory hole. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to see the. Now look, that face. is the flat. That is the fat slob character of this. He's like a video game expert who maintains the key to the arcade, and his name is Jonathan Andrew McDorfus. Uh huh. In the movie, and they call him Dorfus, like Doofus. Oh, I see. But you have to really know that. Graydon Clark. This guy is incredible. He made three the movie movies expert. this year. Yeah, he directed this movie, but he directed Joe Don Baker in a parody of Psycho called Wacko, and then he did a serious crime film with Joe Don, and they did it in like two years. This is like the third movie he's done with him. Beautiful. This is what California This movie like. was shot in like 13 days or three weeks, depending on which internet version you believe. This is like a nerd character. Uh, his name is uh, Eugene Groby. He's played by a guy named Leaf Green, which I always thought was funny because like, it sounds yeah, like green leaves, you know? He needs to smoke a couple green leaves to sit in this movie. Leafy Green. I got to tell you something. He does a good job as a nerd, Mike, but you can tell he's not really a nerd. He's he, pretending. He's like a jock, uh, acting, a jock actor. That's the problem with <laughs> jock actors is that you can tell when they play nerds. There's a little bit of jock in them. Uh oh. They're showing the boobies. These are 70s. Yeah. Look at him. Uh, my nerd braid is exploding. They just pulled them Those down. Those are like 22 year old I'll say. It's Mike, just, I want to say something about the day. You saw how petite those boobs were, yeah. right? Uh-huh. You know if that was shot in 2017, 2018, right. it would have been the nicest racket cans that you could buy. It would be very taunt and tan, I'm sure. <laughs> Nothing but perfection. Okay, so Keep talking, girl. this scene right here was shot without a permit, without any permission. Okay. They're just on the street doing this in L.A. And roll them. And cars would come by and go around. Okay, now, girls. I don't have too much time. So what's happened is these girls have, have found out that he works at the arcade. He's Wait, like, a video uh, game arcade? An employee there. So he's picking, oh, my God, the actor's touching the actual <laughs> nipples. He's touching their nipples. He really is. Yeah. No, I'm glad I wasn't the director of this film because I would have fucked it up. I would have made horn sounds. <laughs> Ahuga. You would have been like, you, okay, now I want you to touch her nipple and say, oh, it must be cold. And say it must be cold every time you reference her nipples. And go. <laughs> it must be cold. Okay, we got you. All right. He's burned into his face. 
Okay, no. What they did is they talked to themselves privately, and they're like, listen, let's just give this nerd a free ride for a little while. And, you know, he'll let us into the arcade. We can be close up with the owner. I'll tell you the team later. Stuff like that. Like, you'll get in good at the arcade. By doing what? Showing their boobies and then, like... But yeah, like rubbing up on him. He's the, so he's like. Um, they have a street. He had a nickname for his pee pee. I should have told you to listen. Uh, okay, they got. Turn the sound on. Maybe it comes up right now. It's a dumb way. Took a fixed Polaroid picture. Don't. Yes. Oh, look, here comes finally. You see this oh. cop? That's real. Oh yeah, they. The cop came just... and they gave him like kiss ass star treatment. Hey hey, my man. Everyone gave him an autograph. Let him keep filming. Wow, his pink uh, pants. So, all right, so this movie is mentioned in a couple of films, books. There's a great book called Punk Rock Movies, which talks about every film that has punk rockers in it. And they talk right. about Surf 2 a lot. And they actually interviewed the uh, the villain in this movie, King Vidiot, who is, of course, a punk rocker with his team of punk rockers. And that actor himself is actually Napoleon Dynamite. I read an interview with him recently in Shock uh, Cinema. John Lagos. Really? Yeah. He's the creepy uncle. And, uh, $5 more, Wow, look at this. Oh, wait. Okay, I'm so sorry. I thought you meant Napoleon Dynamite himself. No, yeah, it's yeah. creepy uncle, right. Right, the uncle. He's the punk. Yeah. I don't think John... He's good. He's good. Yeah. Play me. Okay, I got to tell you for a plot point. On the left there yes. is like the daughter of our heavy, of our back bad guy okay okay the bad guy he's been like uh he's like a pillar of the community and he just hates his daughter being there and he makes a lot of trouble for them now you see the guy talking with the thin tie the thin 80s yeah, tie the thin 80s ties and the thin 80s short sleeve shirt yeah tie. this is our hero and um he was in Star Trek I mean like when I saw his face that's what I remembered him do you remember the scene from Star Trek Star Trek the TV show and our movie? It's Star Trek the third movie, The Search for Spa. Oh. He was with her in the... You're probably not a geek like me that likes Star Trek so much. No, I, I see. I really love it, and... I like Star Trek. He was in the transporter Ooh, room with or something. Look at that woman playing Wizard of War. i never seen a woman play Wizard of War before. <laughs> That's a two-player game. Look, she's totally nerding out on him. The nerd-recognized nerd. Right, and he's got no pants on, you know, yeah. got, they got ripped off. So a nerd walks into a bar pantsless. Now, uh, our hero here, he's the head of the arcade while his grandfather is gone, okay? What's with the malt, malt shop behind them? What? There's like a 1950s malt shop. Like, that's what I didn't it's, notice that. Uh, it's not a bar. By the way, this arcade is not a real place. They made it in yeah. a warehouse. No, I, I read that in the, in the interviews. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you'll see exterior shots of the arcade, um, especially a lot of them with our punk hero yeah. and uh, or bad guy. And um, look, see how they're rubbing his peepee. Right, and look they at, literally are. <laughs> well, they could be stunt hands. You hire prostitutes to do those close-up shots because they're used, they're used, <laughs> they know what to do, and then you write off no. the prostitutes as a tax expense. 
Look at him right there. You see him? No, you can tell that he's not really a nerd. We, he's a address, cool guy in nerd costume. Can we address the elephant in the room? We just had a Pac-Man cutaway, right, with the picture of Pac-Man going, and we watched. Yeah, you'll see that throughout this entire film. And we've right. seen a dozen footage from a dozen video games, and we see the video games in here. Do you think the producers paid any money or called any? This, how eighties is that? <laughs> Uh, he's back to normal. God, the cocaine okay. victim. Now, he, he's about to encounter Dorfus, the one who's in the poster that you were talking about. Oh, yeah. He's the Bluto of uh, Joysticks. Look at him. He leaves him. Right. Oh, he's a fat guy. They're going for gross out here. But he generally looks gross. Excuse me, young man. Would, you've got to stop playing the games. We're dancing in the streets. We covered this song. Dancing in the streets for the six. Yeah, he's acting, Carl. Okay, now this guy is uh, Jim Leaf Greenleaf. Jim Greenleaf. He's a flat, uh, fat slob character. He's a video game expert. So this guy, right? He was first on the Gong Show. He did a skit of like a ping pong match in slow motion, and it got the attention of Norman Lear of all people. And he called them and gave them a, a lead role in the show called All That Glitters. That it was a hit. But uh, you and I know him from Surf too. Oh, do tell. Well, he's one of those gross fat boys. Remember, they were eating yeah. disgusting stuff on the beach. Were they zombies or were they just eating? No, they were the two. They were just eating. They weren't zombies. Right. I think it was like uh, sandwiches and yeah. stuff. And well, he's breaking into a Pac-Man machine. That well, no. He's, he, he opened it up and he looked at the technical thing about it. And he's seeing what the sticks, you see. He's like, what can I stick my dick in? No. Every Friday night at 8 o'clock, there's this crazy thing called Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. It's not usually sold out, though. What the fuck? Why? Oh, my God! Guys, it's the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. The show is actually sold out tonight, so you guys are going to have to be friends with your neighbors. There are 30 seats in this building. These 30 seats have been sold. We're going to have people sitting in all these 30 seats. Uh, comedians, yeah, yeah, stand in the back, sit on the ground. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, but we do, we have, we have 330 chairs in the room. So if you paid for a chair, you get a chair. If you didn't pay for a chair, get your ass in the back room, baby. You didn't pay for a chair. People paying for chairs. There's a child in the room. Yes, we are an all-ages event. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're all ages. We're not allowed to have alcohol here because the ABC came down. I learned many different laws. That's very exciting, but I'll never sniff a Snapple. That's a, that's a fun thing. You're a young adult. You're, you are in junior high, aren't you, kind sir? You are in eighth grade. I used to teach. I only know this because I used to teach junior high. Uh, that's, oh yeah, I was wooed. That's, I can't believe they paid me money to hang out with junior high boys. You know what I mean? But the funny thing is, 
Most of the junior high boys I was hanging out with now, then, are now in their 30s and they're comedians. So it's like the same. I, ta I taught emotionally disturbed children when I was in junior high. I mean, I was not in junior high. I was 22, so I was still a child. But I was teaching emotionally disturbed children who were 10 years my younger and now they're stand-up comedians and now I still hang out with them. Did that make sense? All comedians are emotionally disturbed children. That's how that's working. Yay, you guys are here. Is this your child? Oh, oh my God, you have two children of differing ages. No, you don't belong to anyone. He's an alien. Okay, this one is an alien from outer space. He just got dropped by a stork. He was grown in a lab and he's here. Science is now, you guys. He was born on Instagram. Can that happen now? Like you slide into the DMs and then you have a baby? Is that how that happens? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. I heard that from a child. I'm like, I just learned what DTF meant the other day. Like I was, I used to teach college and one of my students, he was a nice student. He said, oh, you DTF? And I was like, I don't, is that something about homework? There's no H in that. I don't understand how, what are we? You have to sleep with your students after they're out of your class. That's like the rule of school. Anybody? No one else has. No one else has been a professor before. No. Okay, that's cool. Just me. Great. It's SFSU. Low low standards. It's good. Uh, I still. I have a. I'm wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater. This is this is like hipster crack. Like this makes this makes guys in the mission be like, "What's up with you? You have a comedy show? Where are we going?" <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Follow me, young gentlemen. <laughs> Skip together. Like the, there are more rats in San Francisco than you think. You don't know they're hiding. I think we're, they're gross. Uh, this is Bam Jazz's Comedy Clubhouse. It's a show we do every Friday. It's very exciting that it's the festival. Uh, it's a very exciting time of year. I don't want to get political or anything, but like some dude the other week, who I guess we call our president, he said, uh, I used to not do politics, but now I do politics. This is a presidential quote. Just, just quoting the president. I'm sorry. Just quoting. Just quoting the person who runs our country. Like with the second grade like vocabulary. Cool. I used to not do politics, but now, now I do politics. So now I do politics. I'm going to do a couple jokes about politics. Language is political. Am I right? All language is political. We say words. It shapes our lives. I am a female. I am a human. I am a person. We are all people. <laughs> I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So that's, so we can tell you how that works. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to call myself. I, I don't want to call myself a feminist, but it's the only word without the word men in it. <laughs> it's, it's actually spelled with an I. <laughs> it's an I am a feminist. I can also read. She's a witch! She's a witch! <laughs> she can I can, I can read. It's a hard joke for people because they're like, feminist, feminist. This is feminist. Is this spelled with an I? How's it spelled? Can you like get out the T9 on the spell check and be like, uh? I realize that the world, the world is making me dumber. The computer is future is now because I don't remember anything. My computer knows all of my passwords. I had a nervous breakdown last Friday because I couldn't find like five passwords because I was at a different house with the computer that had memorized the password that the thing, remember when we used to just memorize shit? Does anyone remember their phone numbers? <laughs> remember, ah, you kids know? 
I remember my phone num- I remember two phone numbers from when I was your age. One of them is 8200294, which was my own area code, and the other one was 408-238-3974, which was my grandma's phone number. Who calls their fucking grandma, right? I did, I used to know her number. She's dead now, it's okay, she was great. She was a great lady. She like was in the depression and taught me how to put ketchup bottles together and like be frugal and shit. Hide money in your closet. Like seriously, fuck the banks, keep the money in the closet. That's what Grandma Benjamin taught you. The best thing when she died, it was like a goddamn Easter egg hunt. We just like spelunked that house. I was like, there are boxes of $10,000 here everywhere. One for everyone because that's how the taxes. She's a smart lady. $10,000 Easter eggs all over the house. What a smart lady. Miss that Grandma Benjamin. She was a real feminist. Uh, You know who's not a feminist? Uh, I I don't want to make fun of her too hard because it's too easy, but our first lady. Like, um, does anyone know her name? It's Melania? Melania. Does anyone know her name? Is it Melania? Yeah, I don't know because she never speaks. If she'd fucking say anything, I can't even make fun of her voice because she never fucking speaks. I don't know what she sounds like. What's her accent? She's from Slovenia or Slovakia. I I don't know, but they both border Hungary. And my God, she's starving, right? Like, give that girl a sandwich. Someone give that woman. She looks so pretty when she frowns. She's fucking gorgeous. It's like third wife, eyes down. She's, she is, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman and I wish that she would speak. I'd love to make fun of her accent, but she never talks. Do you know that she speaks five languages? Yeah, right, talk in any language. Say some, show us on the doll where he hurt you. Like, what is it? Are you, blink twice if you're okay. Like, yeah, we're gonna, we'll send the people to come help you, Melania. It's gonna be Melania, whatever your name is. Precious, pretty lady from a foreign country. I mean, we should, like, I'm all about protecting immigrants, and I say start with the first lady. Like, is she okay? We're all so worried about this wall. Like, what about the walls in Trump's heart? Like, come on, man. Let's break that shit down. She's a real lady. She's so good looking. Like, is she not good looking enough? You have to, is her, her boobs aren't big enough? You have to sleep with porn stars? I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like her struggle is my struggle. Like, I was so, I, ah, look at, there's cameras. This is crazy. There's standing rooms. Oh my gosh. There are seats, though. There's a seat there. And um, someone could lay on the piano like like a sexy, like a, a Kim Basinger or something. Like just sort of lean on it and be like, oh, this is happening here. I shouldn't I shouldn't make fun of the first lady, but I you know I can't. I don't like to say his name. You know he shall not be named. That's how we work with that stuff. And I and I don't want to get political, but uh, knock knock, feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thank you. It's like the, I think it's a precept of feminism. I don't know how that works. I don't read as much as I claim to. Like, I think there was a thing, like some ladies read books and burned bras or something, and now we don't open doors for ourselves. We buy our own $5 coffees. Anyone have a problem with that right now? Like $5 coffee? It doesn't have alcohol in it. Like I go down the street. But if I'm gonna pay five dollars for something, it better have fucking alcohol in it. It's just coffee. Like, what is what is this special coffee? What's gonna make? It's like heroin coffee. I'm gonna be super happy. Like, Ugh. I don't think it's have weed in it. It's a weed coffee. That's fine. Five dollars for weed coffee. I'm fucking in. But just regular old caffeine, please. I don't know what's wrong with it. It's uh, I don't I don't understand. Okay, good. Look at that. I checked in. It was a minute. Hi. 
Why does he have a camera? I hate cameras. I got it. No, it's okay. I got it. I, this, the thing is, this is a radio station. People kept saying, oh, are you going to Twitch it? Are you going to put it on the Twitch? Are you going to put it on the, you're going to Facebook it a lot. You're going to do the YouTubes. And I'm like, it's fucking radio. <laughs> like, who wants to film radio? The point is that it's radio. They're like, but it's the future. We want to like, you want to watch a podcast, you dumb fucks? Like, you listen. <laughs> it just seems so counterintuitive to me. It's just, like, <laughs> it's a radio it's like it's like when you go see the ballet, you don't fucking videotape the ballet because it looks dumb. <laughs> like it looks. Have you ever seen the ballet on a tiny screen and you're like, look at the dumb. It's so dumb. Like what are the little things doing? Like what are they? And like you don't even. Years and years of work and mastery reduced to like these tiny little pixels on a screen. You're like that sucks. <laughs> I just, like, real, sorry, I'm not going to get into it. I was going to get all philosophical, but I'm like, there's just no time. we got to sing the song. Uh, if you know how this, this is a very exciting thing. We have very, very many uh, wonderful comedians from all over the United States here tonight at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. There's a big area of people. I'm sorry you're in the splash zone. I just launched a big piece of spit at you. I'm sorry. Like, I... I totally, I swear though that I don't, I don't have anything yet. Like this, it just started. Like the, the, uh, the, the festival just started. Who knows what I could get in the next five days with no sleep. Like there's, who knows what delicious thing. My cat's got worms. That's fun. Let's, <laughs> you know, when you think you've dewormed your cat and then one swiggles out his butt on your face and you're like, ah, I thought I had everything under control. Nothing is under my control. Right? You paid the vet to deal with this shit, and then this little, and you're like, I thought I dealt with this. Okay, we sing a song. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I smoke, I cough much left with this new vaporizer I found in a lift last night. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay, you're already here. You have no choice. Um, thank you for being here. It's very exciting. It's going to get hot in here. I'm going to take my jacket off. Uh, we have a really great lineup for you guys tonight, and I'm so excited. Your first comedian is, like, so I can't even. There were so many people this year. I'm looking at festival submissions, and I'm like, they applied to this? Like, our first comedian, I'm like, how would she deign to think that this is a thing? I was like, holy fuck, she's got her own, like, TV show, and she's amazing. She's all over the Internet. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together right now for Bama Roger. <laughs> San Francisco! Thanks, Pam. Damn, what an intro. I was like, who the fuck is she talking about? She's talking about me. It turns out I'm kind of awesome. You know. Hi! This is so, I'm so happy to be here. Look at all of you. How are you? How are you? I ask because I know there's nowhere to live here. I just wanted to make sure you guys are good. You guys, everyone, like... You guys all indoors currently at the moment? Cool, cool. I live in Los Angeles, and uh, there's nowhere to live there either. Um, 
I, uh, in fact, my building, my apartment building, I, I just found out the landlord sold it, and which is such a shame because this place was unfucking believe you guys. Fifteen hundred dollars a month, and um, I shouldn't even say this here, but fifteen hundred dollars a month, and that got me an entire room <laughs> to myself. I only saw a mouse one time, and just uh, a couple of cucarachas the size of my face. But that's all gone now. And uh, they sold it to a children's hospital, which you would think that would be sort of a quasi-benevolent organization. They'd be like, you know what, take your time. But it turns out children's hospitals are like, bring us your sick children. Get the fuck out. Like, fuck you poor people. We need affordable housing. Get out, fucking artists. Fuck you. Can we have some health care then, please? No, goddammit, this is America. <laughs> Get out. So I don't know what I'm going to do, because uh, there, there's nowhere cheaper than a $1,500 month. What do you guys do? I figure in San Francisco, it's like they must just sleep on each other's couches on like a rotating <laughs> thing, and then you just take turns being the person who pretends it's their apartment. Is that kind of what you do? That kind of what you do. I moved to LA from Seattle, which was, and the cool thing about that is um, Seattle like was gone really fast. It was like cool and then five years later it was fucking unattainable. And the cool thing about going to LA is you don't have to worry about anybody ruining it. You know what I mean? Like nobody's, it's just like the gentle certainty of being in a place that already sucks. <laughs> Nobody's in LA going, oh, there it goes. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but you know what they do in Seattle is they have these things called apodments. Do you guys know about this? If you've not heard of an apodment, let me lay it out for you. An apodment is a delightful 120 square foot apartment that you might have the pleasure of paying one and a half thousand dollars a month for. Doesn't that sound amazing? Doesn't that sound like a deal? Doesn't that sound like, boy, I've been a, a contributing member of this community for 30 years, and that's what I fucking get is an 120 goddamn square feet. That's what I can afford. It's just literally like, could you imagine? Like, this is our, this is the Patty Hearst floor plan here, and uh, it's got the combo, it's got the combo uh, table slash desk slash bed slash floor. <laughs> this model is 1525. We did tear down a historical building in order to build this structure directly on the ancient, sacred, tribal burial ground, so, yeah. It's got the convenience of living in your car, plus the added benefit of the soul-sucking life of working at Amazon, so. I challenge you to say no to that. So I don't know, I don't know where to live. Where do you live anymore? I was just in Kansas. Um, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> 
It's not a place I would normally go, and quite frankly, I think that's the way they like it. But um, plenty of room there, you know, if you're looking. And if you're thinking, well, what do people in Kansas do? I'll tell you, whatever they fucking want. <laughs> because they don't have to worry about how they're going to remain indoors. They don't have to wear, they have children like it's a normal, natural fucking thing to do. <laughs> They don't even worry about it. They're like, it's fine. We've got plenty of room indoors. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm thinking that might be a place that I could go to and ruin it for the people that currently live there. <laughs> Maybe cool. But I had a really, you know, I'm in my 40s now, full disclosure, and uh, I think I can safely say at this point in my life, Life is officially not what I thought. Um, <laughs> I kind of thought being broke was a be was a being in my twenties thing, and it turns out it's a failure thing. So, <laughs> so I, I just recently had a really scary broke period, and I was trying to figure out what can I do for money that doesn't involve having any skills. And so I'm kind of working with this um, sort of, <clears throat> okay, I'm kind of working with this kind of woke prostitute idea. <laughs> and it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a prostitute for the Me Too era. And so what I mean by that is I'm talking about these are prostitutes for women, all right? This is a paid worker who specializes in satisfying a woman's needs. And this is what that would look like. And hold on to your fruit baskets because this is a good fucking idea, <laughs> okay? What I would like to do is I would like to pay a woman to come home with me and pretend to be my mom for an hour and not have narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> it just means she's gonna come over, she's gonna spend an hour with me, I am gonna pay her, and we're gonna fucking talk about me. <laughs> and if she shows up with a basket of fresh baked goods in one arm and a basket of kittens in the other, all the better. She'll be like in her late 60s, early 70s, and then we'll just, you know, we'll watch Terms of Endearment, she'll brush my hair, I'll cry. <laughs> she won't self-reference. She won't be an alcoholic. She won't have a boyfriend in the Patriot movement. <laughs> she'll only take the pills that are prescribed for her, and I'll pay her, and that would be money well fucking spent. And imagine that world. Just imagine that world. Imagine going to the shitty hooker area of your town where you live. And there's just doughy, <laughs> like, old, just moms just <laughs> pushing a basket of groceries. You know, you just roll up and roll down your window, and she'd lean in, and she'd just go, hey, you look like you need a hug. <laughs> And go, yes, I do. Are you capable of spending an entire hour without telling me about your latest food allergy? 
or how your sisters never played with you. I've heard that one. <laughs> well, honey, I didn't have you to fill my needs. That's what she would say. And I'd be like, get in, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you go with me. So, uh, yeah, so that's my, uh, that's kind of my idea. I, I think sort of in the back, I, I sort of have being a mom whore on the back burner as a job. Another thing I think would be cool, this is my other idea, and uh, feel free to approach me with like some funding, you know, offers if you want to bankroll this one. Um, I'm, I, I like the idea of, because I work for a lot of rich people, I do like just things that they don't want to do because they're too undignified. Um, you know, personal assistant kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't say that out loud. So I, I kind of think like bringing back the Shakespearean fool like as a job. <laughs> you know, where a rich person would just have a, like a, a failure <laughs> to just go with them everywhere. And then just whenever they're struggling, you just do something stupid. And then they feel better and you know, like they'd be in a board meeting and you'd just be there like. <laughs> Who's this woman? Oh, that's my fool. <laughs> you need to like secretly run everything. All right, well, I'm really happy to be here tonight with you guys. Uh, I'm gonna bring Pam Benjamin back up because um, I, I wanna see what's going on back there. <laughs> I need to go join that party back there. Thank you very much. Let's uh, enjoy the rest of the night. Yes! What would I do? I'm looking to make sure all the seats are filled because I'm like, how? We have 30 seats. Why are there people standing? It's just too many. It's crazy. It's great. I'm really, really happy. Um, hey, uh, your next comedian, he, I got the opportunity to see him earlier tonight, and he's so funny. He has this face. It's like, I'm like, why are you not on billboards? He's a lovely, he's a lovely human being, and he's super funny, and you guys are going to love him up so much. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Sonny Dennis. Thank you, Pam. What a sweetheart. Oh, man, what's going on? Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, how are we doing tonight? Yeah! Oh, man. Isn't this such a cool place to be murdered, right? <laughs> Somewhere you go for a good old-fashioned stabbing. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I'm, uh, I'm really high. I don't know if you guys have <laughs> fucked with the... I'm like 80% sure there's not a person behind this curtain, so... <laughs> We're going to see how the show progresses. Uh, what's going on? My name is Sonny. You guys might remember me as the bad guy from snowboarding movies. So, <laughs> hang on here. Better watch your back when you're on my mountain. Yeah, see? Uh-huh. Fucking A. Oh, man. Uh, I'm on vacation right now. Uh, you know what that means, right? Day drinking. Hell yeah. <sighs> Got started at two in the afternoon today. I know, not bad, thank you. That look says everything. Um, <laughs> I'm like, day drinking's like a hobby of mine. You know, it's something I'm really good at and you can be bad at day drinking. It's, a, it's true, okay? You gotta be classy with your drink, okay? I've had nothing but Jack and Ginger all day. You see? Sophisticated yet fun, all right? <laughs> it's also a step up from my drink when I was 19, which was Four loco. yeah? 
back in 2010, so like the original Four Loco, okay? And if you don't know what Four Loco is, congratulations. Uh, you're living a good life. But just so that you know, Four Loco is an energy drink slash malt liquor. You know, for homeless people with places to be. Uh, it's not a good combination, okay? Because the, the malt liquor has you really drunk really fast, you know? So you like are about to black out, but you have no idea because the energy has you alert and awake, you know? So you're the life of the party and everyone thinks you're hilarious, you're telling all these great jokes, and then boom, it's eight hours later and you're covered in shit. I don't know why on the can of Four Loco it says, enjoy responsibly. Like that was an option at any point during the night. What it should say is Four Loco, enjoy shitting in your car. But we know that's not accurate either because Four Loco drinkers don't have cars. Yes, this is true. What it should say is Four Loco, enjoy shitting in an ATM vestibule, all right? Yeah. Too close to home San Francisco, and I get it, I get it, I get it. I, uh, I don't get blackout drunk anymore. Uh, I don't, I've realized, has anybody here ever had a good blackout drinking experience? You're a liar back there, okay? It's not what happens. You never wake up with no memory and a hangover and your roommate's like, you don't remember last night? You did all your laundry and folded it and washed all the dishes in the sink and we talked about politics for an hour in a mature way. I'm like, wow, really? And he's like, no, you shit in my car. <sighs> You see, I don't get blackout drunk, but I'm pretty much buzzed all the time. That's the, uh, that's the exchange. I don't know if you guys have ever been drunk at the gym, but it's awesome, okay? I don't have bad workouts anymore. It's like a life hack or something. Everyone's like, isn't that dangerous working out when you're drunk? Not really, because I'm working out less. I just feel way better about the workout, you know? Like in my head, I'm sprinting through the desert as sweat glistens down my chiseled body and the Foo Fighters are playing in the sky. Someone needed the best of you! In reality though, I'm just power walking on a treadmill, drinking wine out of a Gatorade bottle. The guy next to me is like, hey, what flavor is that? I yell in his face, Mountain Merlot Blast! It's a lot of fun until you throw up in the middle of Planet Fitness. Yeah. Then it's not a judgment-free zone anymore, no. <laughs> I'm not good at life decisions. I don't know if you can tell that, sir, but uh, I, was a <laughs> I was a philosophy major back when I was in college. Any, any philosophy heads in the house? All right, you're all better people than me. Um, you see, it doesn't feel like a real college class. It feels more like you hung out with a pothead for too long, you know? <laughs> My professor would say things like, this chair, does this chair actually exist? How do we know this chair is here? And I'm like, cool, this guy does not take attendance. So. <laughs> Unless you can prove I'm not here, you know. I'll be smoking weed in a Jeep in the parking lot, yeah. Uh, I did fail philosophy though, that is true. I also failed out of all of college, so. But ironically enough, philosophy was the thing that helped me in the real world, you know? Because my dad called and was like, you flunked out of school? And I had to be like, or did I? What? <laughs> you can't be disappointed if I don't exist. But I do, and he is, so. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, originally I was born and raised in Hawaii, and uh, three years ago, three years ago I moved to Boston. That was a mistake. <laughs> Don't do that. All right. Like being from Hawaii, I have this really weird foreign thing called a positive outlook on life. You know. <laughs> People in Boston don't like it, surprisingly. Yeah. I'll be walking to work and I see my neighbor, I'm like, hey man, good morning. And he's like, I don't fucking know you. <laughs> Which is how they say aloha there. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody here ever been to Hawaii in the room? All right. Wow, way too many of you. Okay. Um, do you guys know what the worst part about Hawaii is? is when you went to visit there, okay? I, like, we all agree, tourists usually aren't fun, you know? Those are the guys that are, like, excited about shit you see every day on the ride to work. Like, oh my god, it's a dolphin and a waterfall! Let's rent a Mustang! Blah! But I'm like the Boston version of that without meaning to, you know? I'll be like, whoa, is that a real billboard? What's Panera Bread? <laughs> Excuse me, can you get a picture of me and the black guy? Because <laughs> people don't know that about Hawaii. History of those islands, only seven black guys ever. There used to be eight, but the one guy left to become president. So, yeah. So I'm excited to be living in Boston. There's 73 black people. I know. <laughs> they do not like that joke in Boston, surprisingly. <laughs> Boston's fucking weird, dude. Like. I don't understand, like, I always get the question, like, why would you move here from Hawaii? Why would you come here? Real question is, why the fuck haven't you left, Bernice? <laughs> What's so great about Tewksbury, Massachusetts? You know what I mean? It's like, like, everyone that lives in Boston is from Boston and they hate Boston, you know? It's like the abusive boyfriend of cities. <laughs> Bernice, you've been miserable your whole life. He treats you poorly, takes your money, almost killed you last winter. And she's like, have you seen the Celtics Rasta? <laughs> he fucking loves me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that took a weird term, but it's okay. Uh, my next joke is uh, about homeless people, but I'm gonna skip it, because I'm in San Francisco, so. Yeah, that, that, that seems like a good idea, right? It bombed at the last show, so we're gonna move right on along. Uh, did you guys know they made four Free Willy movies? You know what you call that fourth movie? A very obtainable whale, okay? Third movie, you keep the whale. You earned the whale, okay? There's more fish in the sea. We'll be good, it's fine. Like, I just, I, people have to watch the third one for there to be a fourth one, you know what I mean? I want to know who's at home like, damn, Willie got captured again? <laughs> oh, we got to see if he gets free this time. <sighs> Wouldn't that be better, a movie where they don't free Willie at the end, you know? Free Willie 5, The Cove. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys fuck with Airbud? Yeah, the lovable golden retriever with an athlete, with the soul of an athlete. Oh man, uh, if you're not familiar, it's a series of movies in the 90s for children that was about a dog that played sports. Uh, by the fourth or fifth movie, there was no script. It was like two guys in a room like, dude, do you want to see a dog in rollerblades? <laughs> Inline canine, all right. 
There we go. Let's do it. But the first one, it's a legit movie. It has a script, and everyone forgets how fucking weird it is, okay? This is all real. I'm gonna, everything I'm about to tell you is real, okay? It starts with a boy whose dad just died in the Gulf War, because it's in the 90s. So, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not a real person. Um, <laughs> Anyway, he moves to a new town, just wants to play basketball, you know, but he sucks at basketball. And uh, they go to another part of the story, and there's a clown, there's like a birthday party clown in the town, and he has a dog that does tricks, but he beats the fuck out of this dog, okay? But that's what makes him good at the tricks, you know what I mean? This is, this is the movie, okay? <laughs> and one day the dog gets free and finds the kid in the woods and teaches him to play basketball and kind of becomes a father figure. I'm not making any of this up, okay? <laughs> And then the kid joins the basketball team at school, and the dog becomes the mascot. And then one of the other kids on the team gets like physically abused by the coach, but then he gets better at basketball after they fire the coach. So it's like there's a theme of this movie, okay? <laughs> and then it goes on, and you know, they have a game at the end of the year, and some kid gets hurt, and they're like, oh, we only have four guys, but we got this fucking dog that plays basketball, so. <laughs> And the referee's argument is there's no rules in the rule book that say a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> Sound logic. <laughs> so this dog comes in like Allen Iverson in 2001, just breaking ankles, doing all sorts of crazy shit, okay? The kid that was playing defense on, like, I mean, you could have put a jersey on a vacuum cleaner and it could have played better D than he could. But everyone you know it's a movie of like, all right, redemption, the day win, you know, and the kid and the dog are all good. But I don't see that part of the movie. I see the part of a movie where there's a boy that couldn't guard a fucking dog. <laughs> what do we do in the situation this movie has taught us? That's right, beat him, okay? <laughs> hey, you guys, this is the 90s. It was different back then, all right? <laughs> Shit was different. <laughs> uh, hey, fun fact, I just got engaged. Huh? Look at that. Yeah. Thank you. Decent, straight, white man. Decent. All right, never mind. We'll move on from that. Um, yeah, I've been with my uh, fiance for eight years, eight years now. And I didn't realize how you have to work like a lot in relationships. The, for, I thought it's like you got the cheat codes, you're good. Play the game the rest of your life. But no, you got to keep working and working and working. And like one of the things that she wanted to have this year was like, you know, music during the lovemaking sessions. And I didn't like that because it made me feel like I was cheap like I was in porn, but then she said I could pick the music we fucked to. I don't know if anyone here has ever come to the Space Jam theme song before, but uh, whoo, I took it into overtime, that's for sure. Come on and slam if you want to jam. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. Yeah. The other thing this year was she wanted us to do role playing, which I wasn't a fan. I was like, ooh, maybe I do an accent or a funny hat and a mustache, and then. No, no, she uh, wanted me to pretend to be a burglar who breaks into our house while she's showering and holds her down, okay? I know. Something we found out about role-playing this year is I'm terrible at sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad problem to have, but... <laughs> it is in my life because I'm in love with this girl, and this is her fantasy for whatever reason. Um, and I'm ruining it for her, you know what I mean? She's like, if you're not even gonna do it, don't even bother. And I'm like, damn it, first it's the bookshelf, then I didn't make enough money, now it's the rape. Ah! You're just like your mother. Oh man, you guys have been great. You ready for a fucking comedy festival? Oh man, keep it going for your host, Pam! So 
Sonny Dennis is a beast. Yay. All the way from Boston. I love all the guys from Boston. A lot of our people in the festival this year also come from Washington, like our next comedian. No, he comes from Portland, Oregon. I remember. No, now I remember because I remember seeing his video. I remember laughing so hard. The helium place that you guys have up there. My God. Every, anyone from Portland, they do some great fucking videos. And you have a great, great great uh club up there the helium and your next comedian his i i saw i watched it extra times just because he made me laugh so hard like honestly i loved your your next comedian so much he did he was you guys are gonna love him right now look at this full house if anybody want i mean i don't even know where people can sit you want to sit on people's laps i don't know what's gonna happen uh friends make friends sit on a friend's lap put your hands together for your next comedian everyone it's jaron george Hey, oh, yeah, so intimate. Mm, look at this. It's nice. Hey, I'm Jaron George, aka Black Licorice. Uh, <laughs> aka just a slice of Kit Kat. Hey, just a slice, all right? Sit down, just a slice. Hey, just a slice, okay? <laughs> I'm so skinny. Um, my friends, my friends, they won't let me hold their babies. They won't do it. No, are you kidding me? Look at this. Look at this wingspan, huh? It's not. Look at that, I almost could reach you. It's not safe, huh? <laughs> Look at that, okay. I always thought like if, um, if my baby was born and like um, the nurse brought my baby and was just like, look, Mr. George, you wanna hold your baby? And I'm like, sure. So I rolled up my, my uh, sleeves and she's like, oh, not now, the baby's taking a nap, not now. <laughs> she saw my wrist, you guys. So what I'm trying to say is when you see your boy Jaron at the gym, huh? And the food trucks, <laughs> he'll let you know. He's trying to hold his baby. <laughs> someone, someone said I give out lousy handshakes because I'm a skinny guy. Like a, it's self-defense, you know. I'm a little bit flimsy with it. Not trying to sprain a wrist, you know. Like, <laughs> hey, can you? What do you, what do you think about that? Huh? All right. Oh, okay. All right. That's honest. Wait, what's your name? Douglas. Douglas. Give it up for Douglas, huh? Honest Douglas. <laughs> There you go, huh, nice applause. I'm um, just letting you know it was my bit, so this applause was for me. Um, <laughs> just wanna put that out there. I traveled long ways for, I'm just kidding. Really give it up for Douglas, everyone. Give it up, come on. <laughs> See, I control the situation. <laughs> I need this, Douglas. No more tension now, okay, just kidding. Okay, I'm just kidding. Uh, man, yeah, I've been having a good day. It was a good flight, um, even though Airbnb was a little um, shaky, but I had a good day. You ever had a good day where like, um, you, you head home and you're just like, I'm gonna go masturbate. And then you're just like, no, my heart is full. No, 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 I'm tired. I love that saying because like, I look on Facebook, I have friends who are just like, I petted too many puppies. <laughs> my heart is full. I'm like, God forbid, Jenny, you pet one more puppy. What about your son? <laughs> from your heart. Oh. Yeah, um, I'm, fr yeah I'm, I'm originally from New York City. Um, most of my family is from the East Coast. I'm the first one to move to the West Coast. Um, I'm not trying to say I don't get along with my family. I'm like the black sheep of the family. Oh, the white sheep. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. Um, for example, um, my uncle will take me to Costco to help him with his bulk savings, and um, if, 
if I do a good job, I got a treat for me um, heading my way. So uh, he takes me to uh, Costco's uh, Majestic Music uh, Department. Huh? And um, he asked me what CD I wanted. Now, and he was giving me selections. He was like, hey, nephew, you want that one? I was like, uh, no, thank you, uncle. Um, and he's like, oh, Jay you don't want Jay-Z? Oh, too much profanity. I get it. OK. Um, how about Will Smith, huh? How, nephew, you want to get jiggy with Will Smith? I was like, no, thank you. And with courage, I pointed out the CD I wanted. And I was like, I want that one. He was like, oh, Dave Matthews Band? Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he got that for me and a quiet ride home, you guys, huh? <laughs> Lasted for many years. Good value, huh? Good value. Good value. Um, I love the West Coast here. Uh, yeah, what, what was the reason I moved? Oh, yes, the weed. Um, you, have, uh, you have wonderful weed. There you go. Just waiting for the applause. Um, just one? Okay, all right. Um, yeah, the weed, like, in the East Coast, like, um, the only thing I miss at the East Coast um, with weed is, like, um, oh, if you have the weed for your friends, you're the fucking hero. Oh, my God. You show up. You're VIP. You kidding me? I show up one time, they're just like, oh, Jaren's here, right this way. Like, they pop me a seat, and you're just like, oh, remember, he likes a lower um, back pillow, just <laughs> while he's rolling up. He, they know what I like, you know? And I come to, like, Portland, and um, everyone has weed, man. I don't feel special. Like, um, the only thing is missing is someone has, like, a piece, like a bowl. So, like, if I have the bowl, they're going to like, oh, Jaren, finally, you're late. Come on, man. Come on, pack it up. What you got? You know, this guy Thomas, so snarky with their weed. They were just like, um, Thomas was like, oh, we got, um, they were just talking about like, oh, my, my weed is like, um, it's really crystallized. Uh, what about yours, Jaren? Jaren, what weed do you pack in here? And then I'm just like, um, it's Sinex, it's Indica. Uh, um, no, no, sorry, it's Sativa, Sativa, you guys. I'm sorry, it's 3 p.m. in the afternoon. We got shit to do, I know. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, Jaren, I know about Sinex, but um, how much THC? What's the percentage? And I was just like, I don't and I look at the bottle, it's like, it's 18%. He's like, oh, sorry, Jared? It's 18%! And he was like, Jared, my dear boy, you can put that away. <laughs> um, Max here gets 30% um, of um, Durban poison. Uh, we're trying to get high, Jared, not feel all right. And I was like, okay. <laughs> no one wants to pregame. Okay, you're right. I put it away. I'm gonna mess with that. Um, Yes, I know you hear my voice. Um, I'm a weird-sounding black man, yes. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, I, I sound like the only black kid at a Jewish summer camp, you know? Like, <laughs> are you hearing this, huh? <laughs> it's okay, you know? It's, it's what I live with, so. Um, hey, good news. Um, Pokemon Go, did you hear? Pokemon Go is popular than Tinder, huh? Did you hear about this? Yeah! Now, now, I'm not trying to brag here, but I got some Pikachus and some Charizards up for trade. Ladies! <laughs> Damn, it never works. Okay. <laughs> Meet me at the gym. Okay. I told you that, yeah. Um, yeah, things like, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I um, found someone who could trade with me. No worries. Um, um, but the thing is, um, uh, I'm going out with this girl, and like, um, I'm trying to get better with dirty sex talk, you know? like. Um, uh, back in college, I tried it out. Um, I was in an interracial relationship. Uh, she was white, I was black, and uh, we were getting it on. And um, she started throwing out a dirty talk on me. And um, I was like, uh, okay, let's try this out. She was like, oh, Jaren, Jaren, you're my mocha king. And I was like, okay, all right, we're warming up, all right. And she got me with, uh, yeah, Jaren, give me that chocolate cake dick, you know? I was like, okay, we're we getting somewhere, okay. <laughs> 
start turning over and then she was like jaren and you like it's my turn you know like i i i started panicking i was like yeah, yeah baby oh t- baby chocolate cake dick is on the way yes <laughs> it is you know and she was like no jaren no talk dirty racially to me <laughs> Oh, um, so I tried it out again. I was like, yeah, baby. And here's the thing. She was like all food related, right? So I, I thought there was a theme. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, baby, baby, <laughs> baby, you so hot, baby, you so hot like, like egg whites. <laughs> so uh, she sighed and dismounted off of me. And, um, <laughs> and she went to get her clothes. And um, I, I was trying to call her back. I was still trying. I was like, baby, where you going? my bowl of mashed potatoes, where you going, huh? No, no, baby, where you going, my coconut custard pie, huh, where you going? <laughs> she hesitated on the coconut custard pie, you know? She was like, and it, <laughs> I was hungry, huh, look, come on. I should try that out first, the coconut custard, uh, next time, next time. Um, I, uh, a uh, little thing, um, I, oh, I quit my uh, at-the-school instructor job, yeah, um, because, um, yeah, I mean, working with kids is, um, is cool and all, but, like, the thing is, is, like, uh, anyone, like, Harry Potter fans? Yeah. All right, there we go. Yeah, yeah, this school I work at, they take their Harry Potter too seriously, you know? I had to, like, bring it down a peg, and um, this kid, um, Matthew, like, he picked up a twig, and he was just like, I challenge you to a duel, Mr. G! And I was like, bring it. So I pick up a twig, and I was like, all right. And then we, there's a whole crowd of kids watching us. So I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do this, Matthew. And then he was just like, stupid fight! And then I react. I was like, oh, you got me, okay. And I was like, oh, smell the almonds, right? And he's like, ah! Oh! And then he tripped and fell, right? I was like, Matthew, you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he gets up so angry, right? And his eyes just glazed over. He's just like, I got something for you, Mr. G. And then he, he picks up his wand. He's like, a vaticadaver. <laughs> we're, like, we're just two spells in, man. <laughs> and he like, throws an unforgivable curse on me. You know, you know that one, right? And you thought I was going to play along. Well, you think I was going to drop dead? I was like, no, Matthew, no. Your heart didn't mean it, Matthew. Read the, did you read the books? Where's your heart in that? I hold the door for you, Matthew. <laughs> and you said good morning to me. I asked if you were okay. And then he was just like, oh, uh, and then he realized he forgot the rules. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. G. I, I, I forgot, yeah, yeah, you forgot. What house you're in? And then he was just like, uh, uh, Gryffindor? I was like, Gryffindor? 100 points off Gryffindor. <laughs> Looked like a Hufflepuff to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then the principal was like, Mr. G, you can't keep taking house points away from the kids. I was like, how are they gonna learn? How? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, um, I played a cool game on my phone called uh, Puppy Farm 3. Um, and it, I, I think I hear some fans, okay. Um, I skip one and two, Let, you'll get this. A, f- um, a game you play, um, you pet, and you farm virtual puppies, okay? On a virtual farm, on your phone, so convenient, they give you 15 virtual biscuits to start off with, huh? (laughs) Keep them busy, keep them behaved. I ran out of the virtual biscuits. Then those in-app purchases, they're trying to get me to pay more. I was like, no, I'm a good puppy owner. I'm I'm gonna do it without the biscuits. Um, I couldn't do it without the biscuits. Um, (laughs) 
they were pissing all over my virtual bedroom um, in each corner, you know? And I was getting stressed out. I was like, no, I can't, uh, I can't raise these puppies all by myself like this without the biscuits, and I don't got money for that. But then um, I was going to take off the, the game off my phone. Uh, but before I did that, the game saw that I was about to do it, and there was a special that popped up. And I looked at the special, and I was like, oh, because I don't want anything to happen to my puppies like in the cloud, you know? <laughs> So I was like, man, yeah, this special looks like a good deal because, like, um, so I took this special because, like, um, again, um, this special, like, uh, again, don't want anything to happen to them. So, um, but a special uh, for the $10, um, I got them put down, you guys. <laughs> what? Because I didn't want anything to happen. It would be my burden, you guys. My virtual burden, huh? Okay. We're on the same page, okay. Um, yeah, this has been cool. Um, last thing I want to say is, um, yeah, um, I'm dealing with uh, overly nice, passive-aggressive drivers in Portland. Uh, you know anyone know what I'm talking about? Like, like they, they're trying to be too nice for no reason. Like, they don't have to. Imagine trying to cross the street at 11 p.m. There's only one car. I see a Toyota Prius just quietly trying to drive by, right? And I do this move where, like, I could cross the street. There's no crosswalk, but I could walk a block, right? Let this car go, win-win situation, then I'll cross, right? This guy saw me do this move. Like, I looked over, and then I saw him, and I just kept going. He, he stopped suddenly, right? right? And then he flashes headlights, honk his horn, looks at me, and does this. <laughs> and I'm looking around like, no, man, keep it going, you know? <laughs> what are you trying to play, like progressive bingo? What are you trying to do, huh? Good Samaritan Act, 20 points. Mm. And a black man. <laughs> Double the points, yes. 40 more points, I get a zucchini muffin from the farmer's market. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. That's how it is, yes. Anyone um, a fan of Sh uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, the movie series? Anyone? Oh, you don't like sexiness? Okay. Well, there's a new movie coming out, um, Fifty Shades Darkest. You know what that means? You know what that fucking means? <laughs> that means there's more black people in the movie, you guys? Yeah! Hey, I'm Jaron George, and I do what I want. Zucchini muffin, hooray! All right, I'm excited about your next comedian. He's also from the northern hinterlands. If anyone's sitting down and their butt hurts, you might want to like nod with the person who's been standing and be like a, be like a, do you want to switch or you want to stand or you want to be nice? You don't have to. It's okay. I know. I don't know how. I don't know how. There's so many people in the room. It's like really kind of amazing. I should take a picture of just the audience. This is very exciting. Uh, your next comedian. He's also from the Northwest, and I'm so excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Todd Kirkwood. Oh, thank you guys. I'm actually not a comic. I just want to get up on stage so I can stretch. Jesus Christ, it's packed in here. Oh my God. <laughs> been standing back there and I'm like there's no room I can't breathe I'm dying the stage looks like it's got space send me up there please oh my god this is a good looking crowd any Latinos in here fuck come on nobody <laughs> Jesus Christ fucking Trump family in here oh my god alright well then anything I say is the goddamn truth alright just take it as the truth alright it's fine oh my god I'm actually alright I'm actually only half I'll be honest with you my dad's Mexican my mom is Irish descent super pasty like if there's a fluorescent light bulb too bright she sunburns you know what I'm saying like I, 
You're laughing, you got it, yeah, you're like, yeah. 75 SPF? Yeah, all right, all right, we got it. So my mom's Irish, my dad's Mexican, I identify as Leprechano. All right, so just follow me. It's kind of, if you haven't heard that, I got some friends, Jorge O'Malley, Seamus Rodriguez, we get together. Green tequila, corned beef burritos, the whole nine yards, you know what I mean? It's a good time for us right now because we're coming up on St. Patrick's Day. Between St. Patrick's Day and Cinco de Mayo is my Lent. <laughs> Give up the same thing every year, sobriety. It's gonna be great, all right? It's, and look, I don't wanna blame my genetics for my drinking problem, but I can, so I will, all right? And I do, I have a, be, I have a wee bit of a drinking problemo. Um, I like to call it that, it sounds cute and not dangerous at all, it's fine. <laughs> But I was, after one of these shows, drank way too much, okay, way too much. And listen, Sonny was talking about it earlier, but I drank so much, I blacked out. Mmm, I know. But, when I blacked in. <laughs> now listen, I don't care what he was saying, I black out like a pro, all right? For me, blacking out is a power nap, all right? I come back stronger and drunker than before. <sighs> I was out there, I come back, I just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I rub my eyes like a three-year-old. No, what's going on? Do I get another bottle? And <laughs> sitting there, first thing I noticed, I was on the side of the road, cop lights behind me. Ugh. Second thing I noticed, I was in an Uber and he was getting a ticket. Oh, oh my God. Woo. I was so happy and still massively drunk. I popped out of the car, spiked my keys on the ground, and was like, King Kong ain't got shit on me! <laughs> That's when I realized the cop was already up by the side of the car, you know? And he like wasn't even mad, his arms crossed, he's like, hey, Denzel, Mr. Training Day, you been drinking tonight? And like, look, I can't lie to cops, right? Because I respect the badge, and I'm allergic to bullets. So, <laughs> he asked me, and I just looked him right in the eye, and I said, 17 shots of Jameson! <laughs> Give me the breathalyzer, I'll go for the record, come on! <laughs> and he didn't know what to do with me, I was too much, so he just poured me back into the Uber <laughs> and sent us both off with a warning. I was like, all right! So me and my driver did the only thing we could do. We went to the bar and celebrated, it was beautiful. <laughs> my driver, Mark, we're friends on Facebook now, he comes to all my shows. <laughs> That's how you get fans, one at a time. Oh my God, this is a beautiful looking crowd, no Latinos, but that's fine, whatever. Anyone on a date, looking at dates? Fuck, you guys are worse at crowd work. <laughs> All right, make some noise if you're having sex tonight. <sighs> Damn, that was some missionary sex right there that happened. Are you enjoying this? Yes, I am. Oh my God. On a Friday night, no one's here, that's fine. That is actually tracks. I ask that question a lot. We're having a sex drought, 2019 sex drought, yeah. Uh, turns out women, it took like 30,000 years of human evolution, women found out Guys are assholes. Uh, recently, it just, just came out, you know? Because a lot of guys never learn the basic rules of kindergarten. No means no. Uh, keep your hands to yourself. No penis at nap time. Just the basic <laughs> rules, you know? And so sex isn't safe anymore, you know what I mean? Like, imagine like meeting a stranger off the internet or a bar and then going back to a secluded room to take your clothes off. They have a show about that. It's called Naked and Afraid, all right? That's terrifying, right? So they have safe sex. I want to invent, invent safer sex. Welcome to my TED Talk. Here we go, all right? Stick with me. One-on-one, -on -one, not safe. We can't be doing one-on-one -on -one anymore. From now on, orgies. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what we're going to do, orgies from now on. 
two on two is the minimum, but I prefer five on five co-teams, okay? It's gonna be great. You're gonna treat them just like you do a basketball team, okay? You're gonna name them. You guys could be like the San Francisco Millionaires versus the San Jose Gold Diggers or something, I don't know. <laughs> the Oakland Cholas versus the Berkeley Fuckboys. Like, I don't know what you're gonna call your teams. That's in charge of you. But imagine, imagine how amazing it would be. Five on five, treat it just like a sport. We could have a halftime where you rehydrate. <laughs> At the end, you could count up orgasms like score. It'd be like, all right, guys, you guys went five for five like you always do. Good job, I guess. But ladies, ladies, you went 23 for five. Way to tell your partners what you needed out there. That's amazing. <laughs> Everyone gets participation awards. You're good. You did it. Beautiful. You could have chances to be really sex positive about the whole experience. You'd be like, oh my God, Karen, your form during that Eiffel Tower was amazing. <laughs> if you don't know what an Eiffel Tower is, look it up on your phone and give me a high five after my set. I'll be outside, okay? <laughs> uh, dating is tough for me. Like I said, Irish Mexican. Do you guys know how many cousins I have? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm asking because I don't know how many cousins I have. I can't go on Tinder without cross-checking it with Ancestry.com. It's just too, it's too crazy for me out there. In fact, I decided to try and save time and combine the two apps, Tinder and Ancestry. I was going to call it Tincestry. And then I said Tincestry out loud. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want that dirty money. Uh, but I do, and it's the number one selling app in Alabama. Did it. Boom. Done. Got it. Sweet Tincestry money. I actually told that joke, and after the show, a woman came up to me, and she's like, hey, just so you know, they have that app in Iceland, because it's such a small little island, a very Inuit. I was like, oh my god. Like, what's the percentage you're allowed to be related to somebody you're about to have sex with, you know? And then somebody yelled out, 69%! I was like, ah, oh, Jesus, that's a great tag. That's going in. And I was like, well, maybe it's based on time. You know, it's like, all right, Sven, you haven't had sex in one year. You get one cousin, Sven. You get one cousin, <laughs> and then you can move on. And I, so I asked, I said, well, what's the name of the app? And then she said, Icelandic Kusenfuken. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's exactly how they're using it. Uh, I am from Seattle now. Uh, I'm actually from Southern California originally. Uh, nowhere famous, just like the Mojave Desert, Hesperia, California. Anybody? Yep, okay, we got one, that's good. If you don't know, it's the Mojave Desert. Uh, it just looks exactly like Luke Skywalker's home planet of Tatooine. It's exactly like that. But instead of Jedi, we have meth heads and bathrobes. Hey, you can see them. You see them in the pharmacy. They try to use Jedi meth tricks on you. They're like, this isn't the Sudafed you're looking for. And you're like, all right, we can see you. Take your teeth and get out of here, you know? <laughs> but I moved up to Seattle, and Seattle's wild. Like, they have things, and I'm trying to explain this to the rest of the world, so stick with me on this, right? Because they're... Fat, they're forward thinkers. They invented Microsoft. They got Boeing. And they invented bikini baristas. Has anyone heard of this? Good. No one's heard of this. Follow me on this one. I'll, I'll break it down for you. Basically, they love caffeine so much up there. And it's so rainy and they're so sexually repressed. <laughs> but they started putting women in bikinis on little attractions on the side of the road to sell coffee. Yeah. So it's just like it sounds, right? It's a barista in a bikini, locked in a tool shed on the side of the goddamn road, all right? Like, that's creepy as hell, you guys. Like, that's Silence of the Lamb type shit, you know? Like, it pours the coffee or it gets the hose again. You're like, ugh. <laughs> no, right? And I'm not trying to knock the women, you know? These are strong, independent women who don't need no apron. I guess. I don't know what's going on. 
But you have these guys driving to work in the morning, these sexual Java Johns, if you will, <laughs> heading to work, and they think to themselves, first things first, I gotta see some titties. Like what? <laughs> Why would you wanna get horny and then go into work? <laughs> like in this day and age, that's an HR violation in the making. That's terrifying. Like I got an erection one day at my work, and I was like, well, today's the day I get fired, I guess, I don't know. I was like, what are you doing here, boy? I took you for a walk this morning. <laughs> Did Timmy fall down the well? What's going on, you know? It was like my junior high nightmare, and I don't have a math book to cover it up with, you know? It's the scenario going on. Of course, my boss just happens to be like, hey, Todd, can you come into my office real quick? And I was like, can you give me five minutes while I think about my dead grandma? <laughs> Look, I can't think about the live one. It just gets harder. All right, it's fine. Oh! Oh, grow up, San Francisco. She's a step-grandma, all right? She's a gilf. <laughs> she got new dentures. Christmas was awkward. It's fine. Let's not worry about that. <laughs> no, Seattle's weird, though. Like, when I first moved up there, uh, I had a girl take me on a date to taco time. Or, do you guys know taco time? No, it's like a Taco Bell. Don't worry about it. Just picture fast food Mexican rube. And she took me on a date there. And I was like, mm, is this girl racist or poor? Like, I don't know about that, you know? And then they have an item on the menu called a Mexi fry. And I was like, a Mexi fry? The fuck is that? Yeah, it's a tater tot. Yeah, I was like, God damn it, Northwest. You cannot sprinkle paprika on a tater tot and call it a Mexi fry. <laughs> I was outraged about this till I had a tater tot with my burrito and my Irish side kicked in. Damn, that's delicious. That is good, good food, you know? Can't fake that at all. Uh, I was driving around up there. I saw... Um, when I was on a road trip here, I drove down here. I saw one of those adopt a highway signs, you know? And usually it's like highway adopted by the Elks Club or some shit like that. This one was highway adopted by Taylor and Leslie. I was like, y'all white people will adopt anything. You're out of control. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about Taylor and Leslie, but I imagine they're vegan. Uh, they probably run marathons and they were running out of things to annoy their friends with, you know? Like, Taylor and Leslie invite you out to their boat, and they're like, oh, my God, we rescued a highway, but who rescued who? And you're like, ah! Oh, God, get me off this boat. You know, they say shit like, oh, you just don't understand because you don't have a highway of yourself, of your own. And you're like, oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, all right. Uh, a little longer than one minute. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I screwed up recently. I'm trying to get healthier. I bought an avocado recently. <laughs> I know I'm a bad Mexican. First off, did you guys know it's not filled with guacamole? Were you aware of that? <laughs> I was fucking pissed. Like, I had my chips and everything out, you know? <laughs> so I bought my avocado at Target, all right? I know. <laughs> but they got that slogan, pay more, expect less, or whatever, you know? <laughs> so I went in there, and I messed up because I was wearing a red collared shirt to Target. Yeah, that's on me, right? Like, I screwed up. I get it. So I was doing my thing, and a guy comes up to me, and he's like, hey, do you know where the beer's at? And I go, yeah, man, somewhere over there. <laughs> and I go back to him. I was, he's standing there looking at me. And I was like, can I help you? And he goes, apparently not. And then stormed off. <laughs> How rude was that guy? And I go back to the avocados. Now, I have an ancient Aztec technique for finding a perfect avocado, all right? It's a Mexican technique. It's that, you know, you got to pick it up. Hold it next to your ear. Give it a little squeeze. And the ripe ones go, si, senor. So that's how you can tell, all right? <laughs> Take that, do what you want. And now this woman there, she's a the manager there, looks Latina, might be Mexican. She's like, hey, what are you doing? I saw you with that customer. 
I said, well, I'm buying avocados. And she leans in and goes, hey, you know we can't shop here, right? And I forgot I was wearing a red collared shirt. <laughs> I thought she meant Mexicans. <laughs> what? No, I went full Rosita Parks on this woman, okay? I was like, no, no, they are not building a wall around Target. I am not getting deported back to Walmart. I refuse to go. My mom used to shop at Walmart, wanted a better life for my sister and I, and we immigrated to Target, all right? <laughs> Citizens of Target now, right? She goes, oh, just calm down. Just, hey, what's the name of your manager? And I was like, am I about to be booked at Target? <laughs> and I said, Shannon, because that's my manager's name. <laughs> Apparently, there's a Shannon that works at this Target, though. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to tell Shannon what happened. I said, I don't care. You tell her what happened. I don't want your avocados. Anyways, I stormed off. So I think I got fired from Target, you guys. <laughs> Hey, real quick, sorry about this. I just found out uh, alcohol costs like $20 a shot here. So if you want to buy any merch, I have these. Season your shirts for 20 bucks. Anyways, catch me outside. I've been Todd Kirkwood. Thank you very much, Pam. Todd Kirkwood from the land of Kirkland. I want to call you Todd Kirkland because you come from Washington and that's where Costco is from and they have great avocados. Did you know that avocados are going to be the new ca currency of California when we when we secede from the union? We're going to have uh, avocados be our currency. Johnny Depp will be our president. You can all you guys can all join California now. It's a lot of fun. We have a cash crop. It's called weed. We're all high all the time and it's going to be great. Uh, there's a list in there. I, I'm not sure who's next on it. There's a list. There's a... I'm a terrible, there's, it's like, I couldn't get back to the room. I was like, I could try to walk by all you nice people and try to figure out who's on the list. I don't know, there's a, there's a no list. Who's on the show tonight? <laughs> Jasper Wang, oh my God. I'm so excited about your next comedian from New York City. This is his second time here at Mutiny Radio. He's back because he had such a great time last time. You guys know him. Some of you are here to see him. You love him. Clap your hands together for Jasper Wang. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for coming out tonight. Give it up again for Pam, your host. I was, I was going to ask if you guys could tell that Pam was smoking weed in the back all show, but that just really ruined that bit right now. Uh, so fun fact about me, I was born in China. Is a lie I tell when I want to make jokes about China? No, I was born in New York. Uh, I do speak a little bit of Mandarin Chinese. I have the vocabulary of maybe a 10-year-old kid in China. Not like a smart 10-year-old who already knows calculus. <laughs> I have the vocabulary of a child factory worker who can only count to 10 because he's worked on that many versions of the iPhone. <laughs> uh, I was born in New York, still live in New York. Relatively speaking, good place to be a minority. Uh, I feel very lucky. In my entire adult life, I've only been called a racial slur one time, which probably tells you I have not been doing comedy for that long. <laughs> Uh, this happened in Boston at Fenway Park from a man wearing a Kurt Schilling jersey. So for a minority, that's just wandering into the lion's den. <laughs> so at the bottom of the seventh inning, the Red Sox have hit back-to-back-to-back -back -back home runs. And I am the only guy in the entire section not standing up and clapping. And after the third home run, this drunk man 10 rows directly behind me, he has seen enough. So he yells out, hey, stand up and cheer, you fucking gook which caused a lot of conflicting emotions in me. Now, I was upset because he meant it to be hurtful, but that's a slur for Koreans, so I'm only upset by proxy. 
And I'm mad he's implying that all Asians look alike, but I'm also impressed he could tell I was Asian just from the back of my head from 10 rows up. <laughs> that's good visual recognition, man. <laughs> and by the way, that's not that common of a racial slur. So I respect that this guy has really been studying up on his racist vocabulary words. <laughs> like, I assume Boston public schools have a very strong curriculum in racism. <laughs> and this guy had taken some upper-level electives. Uh, the sort of racism I face day to day is much gentler. Uh, my fiance is white. Uh, my a bowl of mashed potatoes. Uh, <laughs> Jaron just left. God damn it. Uh, my fiance is white, and for whatever reason, people just never think that we're together. Like we'll walk into a restaurant, and the host will say, "Oh, good evening. Can I offer you a table for one and another table for one?" <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, miss. Did you want to sit with your SAT tutor? <laughs> Your dermatologist? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't really know what this relationship is. It's a lot worse in foreign countries. Uh, we were in Europe last summer, and at a bar, a very drunk woman tapped my fiance on the shoulder and said, uh, your boyfriend, he is how you say. <laughs> Which, lady, you didn't even how you say say anything there. That's a terrible conversation starter. It's just a statement of fact. The sky is blue. This man is Asian. If you're going to be racist, have a point of view about it. Uh, my fiance and I get into one argument, which is, uh, should we have children with hyphenated last names? And she hates this idea, says it sounds pretentious. But for me, I think a lot of people find Asian last names to be boring. And so pretentious is a lot better than boring. Like if I told you someone was coming in to interview for a job at your office today, and her name is Sarah Wang, a lot of people, they have an idea of Sarah Wang in their heads. They went to high school with a Sarah Wang. She played the clarinet, did academic decathlon. She hung out mostly with other Asian girls, some of whom were also named Sarah Wang. <laughs> she went to Rutgers to study to be a pharmacist. Sorry, is there a West Coast for UCSF? She went to UCSF to study to be a pharmacist. <laughs> What you doing here? We're not a pharmacy. But if I told you her name was Sarah Wang Leibowitz, <laughs> she sounds exotic. <laughs> you would believe anything about Sarah Wang Leibowitz. <laughs> Both her parents were the anthropologists, so she grew up among the gorillas. <laughs> she was a ballerina in Paris. At age 13, she started doing cocaine. Age 15, went to rehab, got clean. Sarah Wang Leibowitz, she could be interviewing to be CEO today. You don't know. It's 2019, a woman can be CEO. If she's at least 50% white, though. Uh, and if we have kids with hyphenated last names, it's more likely they can hang out with Mark Zuckerberg's kids. Wang Leibowitz's, Chan Zuckerberg's. Mark Zuckerberg, that guy is a better Chinese person than I will ever be. There are Chinese mothers across America who would much rather have him as a son than whatever shitty underachievers they have. <laughs> Think about it. He went to Harvard. He studied computer science. He married a Chinese woman. He takes Chinese language lessons as an adult. He undermined American democracy so China could emerge as the world's one remaining superpower. <laughs> He's doing a ton for the Chinese. Ah, uh, fucking Facebook. Uh, my fiance uh, 
does not have a Facebook account. We've, we've moved from the race stuff to the fiance stuff, in case you wanted some just signpost of where we're going. <laughs> uh, my fiance does not have a Facebook account, and she does not even like it when I post things about us on social media. So what that means is, I must have Facebook friends who I have not seen since middle school, and they think I made up another fake girlfriend. <laughs> I also met this one at sleepaway camp. Uh, when we got engaged, I went to go update my Facebook relationship status, uh, but I didn't have a profile to link to, and I wasn't allowed to post a photo. So my Facebook just says, Jasper is engaged, period. <laughs> you can finish that sentence however you want. Jasper is engaged in his work. Jasper is engaged politically. <laughs> Jasper is engaged in a sword fight to the death. It's all true. Uh, now that we're engaged, it's time to plan a wedding. And weddings are these wonderful opportunities to bring together your closest friends and family so they can talk shit about your wedding. <laughs> I did not know what the word tacky meant until I started going to weddings. And then I understood it's a word you can use to describe every noun at a wedding. Tackiness is in the eye of the beholder. Um, and there might be some people here who I've been to their weddings. Rest assured, not your weddings, other people's weddings. <laughs> And weddings, they're the only big life event where people feel totally comfortable being judgmental assholes all throughout it. Like, nobody's ever walked out of a funeral and gone, did you guys see how gaudy that casket was? <laughs> and I cannot believe the mother of the widow was also wearing black. Some people just have no class, even when they're dead. Uh, it's 2019. Uh, men should be doing their fair share of wedding plannings. Hashtag me too. Um, but we are not. <laughs> Last year, I went to a, uh, I was a groomsman in a wedding. And 10 days before the wedding, I asked the groom, hey, are we gonna have to do that thing where they like introduce the wedding party and we have to dance out onto the dance floor? And he said, and I quote, nah dude, that shit is corny. <laughs> 10 days later, I am dancing out onto the dance floor <laughs> to the sounds of who let the dogs out. <laughs> this guy thought he could nix major wedding decisions. He couldn't even nix the Baja men. <laughs> my fiance, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do my wife is crazy jokes because she's not and I love her and she's sitting right there, so that would be awkward. <laughs> but let me tell you one little crazy thing that she, she does sometimes. <laughs> Uh, Will, turn off the light, get into bed, get ready for bed. I am halfway asleep. And she'll say, I have a question. <laughs> you can just ask your question. There's only two of us here. <laughs> I'm not your high school English teacher. I don't have to like acknowledge you before you start talking. <laughs> okay, my question is, would you be sad if I died? <laughs> the sexiest pillow talk. <laughs> yes, of course I would be sad if you died. That's good. I have a follow-up question. <laughs> if I died, how long would you wait before you started dating again? <laughs> now, you guys recognize the trap because you're smarter people than I am. <laughs> but the first time she asked me that, I answered earnestly. I said, I don't know, like 18 months, something like that. <laughs> and she was not happy. <laughs> wow, 18 months, really? Okay, wow, 18 months. Now at this point, 
I know I have gotten the answer wrong. <laughs> but I have no idea if I am even close to the right answer. <laughs> I felt like the dumb kid in school where you say something and everybody else reacts like you're an idiot, but you're not even sure what direction you're wrong in. <laughs> hey, how many US presidents have there been? I don't know, like 100? What, are you serious? Uh, sorry, like 500? <laughs> Just tell me what the right answer is so I can go back to sleep. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Jasper Wang, yay! <laughs> Give it up for him and his beautiful bride. A very exciting. Which one is the bride? Is she interested in you? Yay! Congratulations! Hey, yeah, I'm giving you the eye out there, Andy Picaro. He, your next comics, he's up next and he's outside because it's very full in here. And he's, yell, yell, say Andy Picaro. Say Andy Picaro. Andy. Andy, there we go. Your next comedian. I'm really excited because this is his third time back here at the festival. He's awesome. Um, I met him years ago up at a festival in Washington and he came from Pennsylvania and now he lives in LA and he's gonna be famous someday. So you guys are gonna be like, I remember when I saw him in that room at Muni Radio. Cause he's gonna have one of those Netflix specials or something. You're, yeah, of course you are. He's so funny. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for Andy Picaro. Yeah. I didn't, I thought the last show was still going. So I was just bullshitting outside. There's a puppy out there and stuff. So, you know. <laughs> You know how it goes. What's going on? I love, I, yeah, she's right. I'm from Pennsylvania. I live in LA now. I'm still getting used to the West Coast thing. I've been here for like two years. I still can't. Like, your homeless are just really rude here. They're really rude. In New York, I like the homeless. They were like part of the block. You knew them. They're almost like block security.